I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up, yeah. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. You better listen up. And welcome in to season three of Not Too Preachy, where you can be inspired, informed, comforted, and convicted all from the Word of God, but just not too preachy. I am your host, JB, uh, and this is part one of a three-night event for season three of Not Too Preachy. So I want to encourage you already to tune in to all three nights. They are going to be fantastic. I want to give uh, a couple of simple shout-outs. Um, Real quickly, uh, my sister, Rhonda Merchant, happy birthday to you. Uh, you are still as young as you look, and you look fantastic. Uh, so happy birthday to you, uh, Rhonda. Uh, Cumbie, Cumbie's brother's birthday, I think was today. I can't, I don't know, I'm losing, I lost his name. Uh, so happy birthday to Cumbie. He's a Jaguar, played baseball there. To all of the birthdays, if, if I missed you. Oh, oh, Joy Loves. I think she had a birthday yesterday. That's another Jaguar. Happy birthday to you. Uh, and anybody else that's celebrating uh, a birthday uh, today or yesterday, happy birthday to you. Uh, glad that you saw another turn uh, on this earth. And uh, hopefully the world keeps spinning. You'll see it again next year. And God give you uh, grace and favor uh, through this new year of your life. Shout out all educators. All educators, as an educator, as your colleague, uh, I want to say thank you um, and God bless you for the work that we put in um, on this extended spring break. Like we haven't been back since March um, and not in regular format. Some of us are essential employees. Uh, some are able to uh, work at home uh, and keep themselves and their families uh, safe for whatever reason. Uh, but shout out to you guys who are teaching children face-to-face uh, -face and online simultaneously or teaching while you're uh, being a home school teacher for your child or a caretaker for your parents or your grandparents or, or your spouse or your significant other. Uh, so shout out to all educators, principals who have to deliver all the good news and the bad news, counselors who had to deal with scheduling. I won't call out the district, but golly, people. Anyway, uh, to the cafeteria workers, to uh, the, the front office people who take care of the phones and feel the calls, to the janitors who are keeping the building as clean as possible, to the people that are at the doors checking students and teachers in. Thank you so much. Um, and I pray that God continues to give us all strength as we uh, get ready to start in January. And I don't want to rush ahead. Trust me, I'm in no rush. But I'm already sending prayers ahead for January when we return. Just make sure that you are taking your time to rest. I implore you, educators, do not check your email. Don't do it. Don't do it. I have no intentions on doing it. So if my coworkers are watching, 
You better text me, and if it says something work-related, I probably won't respond until January 5th. I'm protecting my space, and I implore you to do the same. All the frontline workers, uh, congratulations to my friend Tiambe, uh, who just finished her master's. Uh, congratulations to you, and who also works in the COVID unit. So all of you who are out there in the COVID units are still uh, you know, giving your service in healthcare. Thank you so much, and firefighters and police officers and, um, and every essential employee. Uh, thank you so much, and, and prayers go out to all of you uh, who may be running small businesses through this time and uh, trying to uh, continue to run business, uh, even though business may be slow. Shout out to all of you who are courageous to start a business. Uh, my friend started a bookstore, and I'm so excited for them. It's called Class. You ought to go check it out. Classbookstore.com. Go check them out. They started a business in a pandemic. Uh, that's bold. That's called faith, uh, and I wish the best for them. Speaking of small businesses, if this is your first time, I'll do this segment right after shoutouts. It's called I'm Vexed. And this is where I tell you something that's either funny or not so funny, but whatever it is, it vexes me. And like any other day, I'm vexed. Now, I had intended on talking about something totally different, but something happened that changed my course of conversation. I try my best to support small businesses. I do. There are a lot of good small businesses. We went to, uh, I forgot the name of the cheesecake place. Uh, who I wish Didi was in this room. But the cheese, not cheesecake, uh, grilled cheese, grilled cheese, twisted grilled cheese. That's the name of it. Fantastic small business, black owned, great food, great service, all of that. They even, uh, I posted them on Instagram. They even replied back and said, hey, thanks for posting. We'll give you 10% off. We'll give you some more off if you go on Yelp and if you go on Google and, and give us a good review. So I intend on doing that as soon as I download Yelp, but I don't have Yelp. Any event, I, I try to support small businesses. And a couple of weeks ago, I'm out in my front yard um, and a guy drives up uh, who is uh, up and coming uh, lawn care services, right? And I have a lawn guy. Uh, I use him Primarily because we're, not, we're we're always on the move. Y'all know that I don't mind. I prefer to take care of my own yard, but time doesn't allow that. And the kids are playing baseball and softball, and we're always running behind them to support them, get them to practice, and all that stuff. So I don't have the time. I have a yard man living with me, but he only works in the summer. I don't require him to do much during the school year as it relates to mowing the grass. But he's not afraid of the work, especially right now. He's a little injured, so he can't do it right now because he could have done it. But let me let me explain something, small business owners. Uh, Customer service is so important. The customer service was fantastic. It really was. And so I applaud the, the young man and his crew for having great customer service. However, uh, you need to also consider making sure you have great product. If you know me, and some, most of you do know me intimately, that I'm serious about my yard. I'm very particular. Like I'll mow the yard and I'll go through and pluck grass one by one if it's still standing and the, and the lawnmower didn't cut it. And... And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm letting them do his things first time, giving them an opportunity so I can change, uh, change businesses because this guy's young and up and coming, so I want to help him out. And there are a couple of things that I expect. One, once we agree to a price, that's going to be the price. That wasn't a problem. We agreed on the price. That's what it was. What I didn't know is when I said that's the price that we're going to do to cut the grass, I didn't know that it did not include edging the grass. I just assume maybe that's my fault. Maybe that, maybe I need to be vexed with myself. In general, I'm vexed because I just assume if you cut the grass, you're going to take your weed eater or your edger out and trim the grass. That's, that's like going to a barbershop and getting a haircut with no edge up. That's like getting your braids done and your edge is not 
fleeked or whatever the word is. Like that it, it it you can have great hair and the whole thing be messed up because your edge is wrong, your line is wrong. The grass is cut, no edging, nothing around my fence lines, none of that. Then then I said, hey, uh, go ahead and trim my bushes for me for the season. Go ahead and trim my bushes for me. But on the fence line, I'm keeping them high, so just cut the front right there by the sidewalk. I get outside. He didn't cut half. The, he, like I had a flat top, and now I've got a ball fade. He didn't cut my bushes. I'm vexed because I paid this man. I thought he knew what he was doing. And, man, he didn't edge my yard. He cut my bushes down. I'm up, And I'm, I'm, I'm caught betwixt two ideas. Do I, one, just pay him the rest of the money that I owe because he double-charged me for trimming the bushes? My fault. I didn't get the price, but he, I didn't think it was going to be that high. Should I just pay him the money and never talk to him again? Or should I call him, pay him the money, but say, hey, next time you cut somebody else's grass, because you're probably not going to get another shot at mine, trimming and edging should be included. I just assume that if you're going to cut the grass, you're going to edge it. And please blow the grass off the street, because I don't need HOA calling me talking about you got grass piled up in the street from your yard. Vex people, and I don't know if it's me or my expectations. I think that's what it was. I had expectations and... Maybe I should just have low expectations. I just, I, but I just don't think I should. I think it's clear that if you cut the grass, you edge it. So I'm, I'm going to leave that right there for now. But please give me some advice. Should I call him? And I'm going to check it when I'm done talking. Should I call him or should I just run that money and not give him no advice and leave it alone? Trying to support small business. Really. Am. So I'm vexed. I'm going to move on from that. Me a sip of cucumber and lemon water. And let's go ahead and get into this word. If you have a Bible anywhere near you, Bible app or whatever, you don't have to open it. Uh, but the next three nights, we're going to be uh, toying around, not toying around, uh, walking through uh, portions of Psalm 121. Psalm 121 is one of my favorite psalms, one of my favorite psalms. It really is. Um, and it really doesn't matter what version you read it in. To me, I hear it. I grew up this way. I hear it all in the King James Version. But Psalm 121, the title of these three nights, the big title, O to be kept. Teach you something about OJB. I love hymns. I love hymns. And this is one of my favorite. A quick shout out to my friend Tanya Scott. And you know why. O to be kept. O to be kept is the title. Psalm 121. Psalm 121 is called a psalm of ascents. That means going up. And so it was to be sung uh, by the children of Israel and worshipers of the true and living God as they went up to the temple. Whenever they're going to the temple, it's always going up to the temple. When you read this psalm at the beginning, uh, no author is readily identified. Um, there, there are theories about who it may be. But no, no author is really assigned to this one. It's just a psalm of ascent. But whoever uh, the author is, he is uh, familiar uh, with the Lord and the Lord's abilities. Look how he opens up in verses 1 and verse 2. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Looking to the hills for help. Now, during this time, 
um, when this was probably written, they're still under uh, the rule of kings. And unfortunately, there were a lot of bad kings. And, and what these kings would do is they would fall into idolatrous worship, but they would set up all of these idol worship places in the mountains. And so people who followed the kings and their worship style, they would walk away from the true living God and start worshiping these idols, would look to the hills or go up into these high places where all this idol worship is. Um, but that's not who the author is talking about. Because like, if you read it in the King James Version, uh, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. Then it says, my help comes from the Lord. Uh, but if you read it in like the NASB or the NIV or the New King James Version, it said, I will look to the hills. Where does my help come from? So the King James kind of sets it up as a statement, but uh, the other translation set it up transliterally as a question. Where does my help come from? The help, according to the author, does not come from the hills. The help comes from the Lord beyond the hills, confessing that the creator of the hills is the one to whom he is looking for help. And the author moves from talking uh, to himself about the Lord to directly talking to the audience about the Lord. I will look to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And then he goes into verse 3 and verse 4, where he starts to use these pronouns, you and your. So he's talking to the audience about his personal experience. Now he's pointing to the audience and saying you and your. He's talking to whoever is reading or trying to live out this psalm. And we're going to park in verse 3 and verse 4. Look, look at what he says in verse 3, that eighth portion. He will not let or allow your foot to slip. Um, this is the author pointing to the Lord's ability to give you stability, to give the audience stability. And stability starts at the base. It doesn't mean that your head won't move. It doesn't mean that the arms won't move. But he's saying your feet won't move. It's kind of like that old toy. You weeble and you wobble, but you don't fall down. The ability of the Lord to give the reader, the audience, and you stability. He won't allow your foot to be moved. Now, watch this as he moves on in verse 3 and verse 4, because the author wants to assure you that you're kept. How so? Watch what he says. The Lord doesn't slumber. Watch this. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel, or he who keeps Israel, will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord doesn't slumber. The Lord doesn't slumber nor sleep. And so here the author gives two different words. You have slumber and you have sleep as it relates to what the Lord will not be doing while he's keeping you. The Lord does not slumber while he's keeping you. The Lord does not sleep while he's uh, keeping you. Slumber. It's like drowsy. Um, sleepy. Almost sleep. The nap. Like students in your class uh, when you're giving a long lecture or a long talk or a student who's been up all night on Instagram or Snapchat or playing a game and you expect them to pay attention, but they're slumbering. They're not all the way gone. They just kind of, it's just a nod. I know you've seen that in your old church where your good deacon, uh, brother so-and-so, I'm not going to call no names because I don't know who's on here or who's going to listen to this, but uh, uh, part of being a deacon <laughs> is to and if the pastor says something, you got to, yes, and you're in a slumber. The Lord doesn't do that while he's keeping you. But the Lord also neither sleeps. Now, that's different. That's head and shoulders, on the pillow, in the bed, laid out, stretched out, good sleep. That might be the rim 
where you start to dream that kind of sleep. Uh, uh, that might be the, the kid can walk in the room and you don't move kind of sleep. You are, you are knocked out. You have worn yourself down sleep. But guess what? The Lord doesn't do that. The Lord neither slumbers nor does he sleep. Well, what does that mean in general? The Lord is up all night keeping you. Let me say that again. The Lord is up all night keeping you. What does that mean in some specifics? Let me talk to you that are here with me today or that will come later on who have trouble sleeping. You're sleepless. Uh, whether it be insomnia or you're, you're worried, you have some kind of health condition, whether it be mental or, or physical, uh, but you're sleepless and you're aware of all that's going on and concerned about tomorrow and even worried about the present moment and, and, and what's going to happen. You're having to take Ambien and, and, and melatonin and, and other, other sleep aids like I'm not going to like Advil has a, a sleep aid and those kind of things. Or you may, uh, some, some of us may struggle and decide to take a drink uh, to help us sleep or to some people may abuse drugs because you can't sleep because we're worried about so much or you, you, you're up working on your dissertation or you're up working on your homework um, and, and you have all these things that you're concerned about but can I say something to you, those of you who are wrestling with their sleep because you can't sleep well because of whatever is going on he's still up keeping you the sleepless of us the insomniacs the worry, the concern, the abuses of, of, of things that are here in life that keep us up at night. He's up keeping you. Let me talk to those of us who don't have any problems sleeping at all. Uh, you have no idea what's going on in the world when you lay your head to pillow or when you lay your head on the couch to get that long, deep after church. You just had a, a meal nap. You have no idea that ambulances are running in the street or that there's a burglar in the house next door. You're just dead tired because the day has worn you out or you just know how to get good sleep. You sleep like a log. Let me tell you something about you who have no trouble sleeping. While you're sleeping, he's up keeping you. The sleeping are kept. <laughs> the sleepless are kept. And no matter how COVID has affected you or whether your home is stable, your job is stable, uh, whether you're your refrigerator is full or you're having to depend on government and county resources to make sure you eat for Christmas and for Thanksgiving. Uh, you need these resources to stay afloat. The truth is still the truth and that he's keeping you. Uh, old preacher uh, would say this. If the Lord is going to stay up all night, I'm going to go and go to sleep. If the Lord going to be up all night, I'm going to go and go to bed. I'm going to lay my head to pillow. If he's going to be up all night, and no point in both of us being up all night. And I'm not judging you if you're having trouble sleeping. I'm not judging you for the people that have no trouble sleeping at all. Whatever the situation, whether you're sleeping good or you're not, you're worried or you're not, you're having trouble or you're not, COVID got you bad or it's not, are you doing okay, you're positive, you're negative, you've already been positive, you've come through the test, you lost your job, you picked up your job, you lost income. Even in all of that, you have to believe that you're kept because the Lord is keeping you. There's an old movie um, that I like called Usual Suspects. Um, and this, it's about uh, these, this criminal, these criminal guys. They're trying to figure out who pulled this heist off on this ship. Uh, it's really not a heist, but it was a hit, right? 
and I don't want to tell you the movie if you've never seen it, but if you've ever, if you've never seen Usual Suspects, go watch it. I know you may have a feeling about Kevin Spacey, but this is one of his best works. All right, go watch it. And so they have all of these guys who they think did it in the prison, and Kevin Spacey and uh, another guy is having a conversation. And they said they would always do this in these lineups. And they keep these guys all night to try and figure out who actually committed the crime. And usually the one that falls asleep is the one that's the criminal. Um, the sleeping one knows that he's caught. So there's no reason for him to stay up or do anything. The one that's sleeping knows that he's caught. For you, here's what I want you to do tonight. Go to sleep. Not because you're caught, but because you're kept. Lay your head to pillow. Get you some rest. And even if you can't, still kept. Got two words for you tonight. Sleep tight. I would say don't let the bed bugs bite, but that's more than two words, right? That's, that's, no, we're not that bad. Any event, that's night one. That's all I got for you. Uh, Jason Brown, if you never met me before, I am a speaker, trainer, and coach and a school counselor, but my speaking, my training, and my coaching is certified through John Maxwell uh, team. Um, Not Too Preachy can be found on every podcast platform, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, whatever other podcast that's out there that you use, you can find it there. Um, And the new thing this year, the new thing, YouTube channel. Here's my goal for my YouTube channel. Before January hits, I'm looking for 1,000 subscribers. So this is what I need you to do. As soon as we hop off this video, click that link, go and subscribe. I'm putting the old content up there, and then over time I'll be loading this new content right here up to the YouTube channel. So I'm looking for 1,000 subscribers, and I want you to be one of them. So please go subscribe. Um, tell your kids to subscribe. subscribe. Tell, your, tell, your, tell your boo thing to subscribe. Tell your mom and them to subscribe. And if your mom and them say, what is the boo tube? Tell them, no, it's YouTube. And let me create an account for you on Google and go and subscribe. There are going to be things on there that's going to be kid-friendly. Pretty soon, um, you're going to see my kids doing their own motivational and spiritual talks and whatever it is they're going to do uh, to change the world through their platform. Uh, if you're having trouble finding the channel because you forgot about the link, the name of the channel is simply this, Motivated by JB. Say it with me. Motivated by JB. Say it with me. Motivated by JB. What do I need you to do? I need you to go subscribe. I need you to go subscribe. Say it. Subscribe. I feel it in the room. Subscribe. I feel subscriptions in the room right now. Three-night event. Tune in tomorrow. Same time. Same place for the continuation of this reboot series, Ode to Be Kept. And we're going to still be in Psalm 121. Go to sleep tonight. All right? With all that being said, may the Lord bless you. May it keep you. And my daughter told me that um, y'all should watch when you clip your toenails because they kind of fly off. And it could put your eyeball out. But that's what she told me. I love y'all, man. Peace.